0: This is the definition of christian zionism get the jews back to the land this is what has to happen before jesus returns and all of these people should become christians the jewish community and the christian community at, by and large would agree yeah that's christian zionism but what's the problem here
1: we're not trying to make them become a christian right. we're trying to introduce them to their already jewish messiah
0: right belief in Jesus, the Jewish Messiah, who came first for the lost sheep of the house of Israel, is not to convert away from Judaism to some other religious system that Jesus invented in 33 AD and in his years of ministry before that. It's to embrace the Jewish Messiah as a fulfillment of Jewish identity and faith.
1: Welcome to A Jew and a Gentile Discuss. I'm your co-host, Carly Berna.
0: And I'm Ezra Benjamin.
1: We're a Jew and a Gentile who both believe in Jesus and believe that there's value in looking at history as well as today's world and the headlines through both a Jewish and a Christian lens. Uh, as we've mentioned before this season, new this season, we're on YouTube, so if you want to watch us there, like and subscribe to that channel. or trying to find other people who care deeply about Israel and the Jewish people. Um, one of the things we're going to talk about today is, you know, Ezra, there's a lot of phrases or words that get thrown around in the religious community, sure. um, and maybe... You know you don't understand them or they're used out of context so we're going to talk about christian zionism okay you know the good the bad the ugly
0: right yeah it's a nice light topic christians <laughs>
1: exactly sure. yes but before we get started we want to let you know about the opportunity we have for you to partner with us as we support jewish communities around the world specifically in ethiopia uh, in exchange for your partnership we will send you our lost tribes coffee which you can get as often as you would like to your door. Um, we've been serving Ethiopia for over 20 years. Uh, there's more information about that on our website, org. And if you stay tuned to the end of this podcast, uh, you can enter for a chance to win that coffee for free. So let's discuss.
0: Well, Carly, what is Christian Zionism? I'm posing the million-dollar question to you first, and you could answer however you want. We yeah. just have to jump in somewhere, right?
1: Yeah. Um, So, you know, instead of defining my answer of what Christian Zionism is, I thought, well, if someone was thinking about what is Christian Zionism, they would, of course, go to Google.
0: Sure.
1: Um, And then to the— Google. Yeah, to the uh, very— non-reliant Wikipedia is the first mm-hmm, option that mm-hmm. comes up. Um, so I want to look at that definition. But before I read that definition and we talk about it, I wanted to ask you, what is Zion? Because obviously that is, we see that in the Bible, that's part of this phrase, you know, is that a Hebrew term?
0: Yeah, great question. So Zionism, Z- Zion can refer to a couple things, just, you know, we'll, kind of mini lesson here. Zion or Zion in Hebrew. Ah. Yeah, there you go. There's, there's your Hebrew word for the day, yeah. Zion. You got it. Tz, tz, Zion. that's yeah. the word. Uh, I could have started rapping, but I won't because I don't know how to. So tzion uh, refers to a couple things. Literally, in the modern city of Jerusalem, there's Mount Zion, and everybody listening is saying, oh, yeah, 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 the Temple Mount. I get it. No, not in fact. The highest point in the city of Jerusalem is called Mount Zion, and actually there's this big church, uh, I don't know, kind of monastery-like structure, mm-hmm. Over there, it's on, I guess, the southwest corner of Jerusalem near the Armenian quarter, very kind of historically Christian area in uh, in the old city, and that actually uh, literally is Mount Zion. So that's what you'll see on a map if you look at the old city of Jerusalem. But is that what Zion in the Bible is talking about? No, it's talking about another literal place very nearby, but then also something symbolic, if you will, or something representative. So the literal place that Zion means, as David uses it, as so many of the prophets use it, uh, as the lord declares his you know favor of zion of zion over all the other places in judah and israel he's chosen zion he's chosen jerusalem it's referring to the city of jerusalem at large whose center it was understood was where the temple was where this place was where god himself would send his presence to meet with israel through a priestly sacrificial system in the holy of holies so Think of the word, when you hear Zion, think of a target, okay? And in the bullseye of the target is the Temple Mount. And then the second concentric circle on the target is the city of Jerusalem. And then the third outermost concentric circle is the land of Israel promised to the children of Israel. So if you will, it's when we hear Zion, and in the same way it's used here, Christian Zionism, Mm -hmm. it's saying thinking about the the land promised to the Jewish people whose forever center is the Temple Mount in the city of Jerusalem that God has chosen and promised not only historically to dwell in but promised to return to when he comes to dwell with men on earth Got that's it. zion okay. okay
1: that helps um so let's look at the the wikipedia definition which we're not sure. trying to glorify wikipedia but just think about no, what great people uh yeah what people would be reading if they were looking this up and sure. Obviously, there's things we agree here and things that we want to talk about. So I'll just read kind of one sentence at a time here. The first is, Christian Zionism is a belief among some Christians that the return of the Jews to the Holy Land and the establishment of the state of Israel in 1948 were in accordance with Bible prophecy.
0: Mm -hmm. So
1: let's just start there.
0: Good. All right. So let's talk about what we can affirm here. I'd say most of this part of the definition you read, we can affirm. This idea, and actually, I think, Carly, maybe read it for us. It comes from Ezekiel thirty-six twenty-four. And by affirm, what, what can we call good about Christian Zionism and how it operates in the modern world and the Christian community? This is generally good. How do we know that? Because this idea comes straight from the scriptures. This mm-hmm. idea that God promised the land of Israel forever. We talk about this in another podcast episode in season one, mm-hmm. so get more details there. But this idea that the land of Israel is promised forever to the sons of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to the Jewish people, to Am Israel, the people of Israel. And God says, because of your disobedience, I'm gonna scatter you to the nations, but I won't forget you there forever, because my anger lasts for a moment, but my favor is for a lifetime. My favor is from generation to generation, as is my mercy. And so at this set time in the future, which I believe happened largely in the 19th and 20th centuries and is still happening, I will, because of my faithfulness, Israel, not your faithfulness, stretch out my arm, which means apply my power in a specific way in the earth and regather you from all the places where I've scattered you and bring you back to your own land. And so we saw that start to ramp up a little bit in the late 19th century, this idea in the Jewish community of what was called Zionism, Mm -hmm. So that's where maybe before Christian Zionism, before it was on the minds of a lot of uh, Gentile believers in Jesus, it was on the minds of Jewish people. Hey, we have a homeland, and it's not Poland, and it's not Argentina, and it's not Spain, and it's not America, and it's not wherever we are in the world. Russia, you know, Siberia, it's in fact Eretz Israel, the land of Israel, which is said in Hebrew and then in English. Uh, and, and that was the original Zionism, is this idea that we have a homeland to return to, and it's the land that God promised our forefathers, and it still belongs to us today. And then in 1948, finally, actually in 1947, there's this UN vote, which by, by a hair, Carly, by a hair, by like one or two nations, is approved to take what was, what was then known as Palestine, formerly under British control, and set aside a portion of it as the homeland for the Jewish people. Right in the ashes of the Holocaust, uh, the, the modern state of Israel is born. But this isn't just a really cool historical fact. The reason I'm saying this is good about Christian Zionism and that we can and maybe should affirm it as good is because it comes out of the scriptures. This isn't Ezra's desire as a Jewish man for us to have a homeland. It's God's promise. Yep. So,
1: and so Ezekiel 36:24 is, for those who may not understand the, the Bible right. and the Jewish Bible, is both in the what we'll quote unquote call the Christian Bible and the Jewish scriptures. Sure. So we would have this verse in common, which says, for I will take you out of the nations. I will gather you from all the countries and bring you back into your own land, which is exactly what you're talking about.
0: Right. Amen. And so that's a scriptural promise that Christian Zionism, you know, and that's one place where we see the idea of God's intent and promise to regather the Jewish people to the land of Israel. Uh, It's not the only one. There's dozens in the scriptures. It comes up over and over and over again. Uh, But that's the basis by which Christian Zionism can say, 1948, the reestablishment of a physical state of Israel as, as a declared Jewish state and homeland for the Jewish people is a fulfillment of Bible prophecy. And because God promised it, we can support it as Christians. Mm-hmm. Whether we ever go on a Holy Land tour, whether we know an Israeli... Wherever, you know, whatever cultural expression our Christianity takes on, Christian Zionists say we have a biblical promise, biblical promises over and over that we can stand upon in saying we believe the reestablishment of the state of Israel was in the providence and according to the favor of God, and it's something to support. Yeah,
1: so that would be a good, that would be part of our good. So Uh, so let's move to the next part here, which says, some Christian Zionists believe that the gathering of the Jews in Israel is a prerequisite to the second coming of Jesus.
0: Right, so what's going on here in this second kind of bold declaration of Christian Zionists? Um, not only are the Jewish people, and maybe let me read, let me read uh, the verse after what you read. Ezekiel thirty six twenty four. you read, I'll take you out from among the nations, gather you and bring you into your own land. And then Ezekiel thirty six twenty five says this, then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. And so there's this idea that Uh, following or concurrent to the regathering of the outcasts of Israel is the redemption of the people of Israel in their land. And this is part of, I mean, this is one place we read it, but again, throughout the scriptures, Old Testament, and in this case, New Testament, what Christian Zionists are holding on to as a basis for their belief that uh, not only should Jewish people be in the land, but that perhaps history won't wrap up. We won't arrive at the end of days, which of course Christianity believes includes the return of Jesus to rule and reign on earth, Mm -hmm. until Jewish people are not only physically in the land, but somehow redeemed there. And I think one verse we can pull on in the New Testament is Jesus lamenting over Jerusalem. It's in Matthew 23. Uh, and, And you know this scripture, but the context is, you know, days before Jesus is going to die, is going to be crucified for the sins of many, um uh, he's sitting looking at the city of Jerusalem and he says oh Jerusalem Jerusalem you who murder the prophets and stone those who are sent to you how often it's almost like he's he's speaking on behalf of 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 the father at this point you see the father's heart god god in heaven's heart for Israel and mm-hmm. for specifically for the city of Jerusalem and the land of Israel how often i long to gather you under my wings like a mother hen gathers her chicks but you were not willing Israel Jerusalem Jewish people you, you, you missed it. You weren't willing. You were so focused on your religious system and righteousness through good deeds that you missed what I was holding out to you in mercy and salvation and forgiveness. And then it says this key verse that's part of Christian Zionism. It says, I tell you the truth, you, Jerusalem, won't see my face again until you say... In the Hebrew, or the Aramaic, Baruch Haba B'shem Adonai, which in English, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This is, every Jewish reader of the New Testament, Carly, would have understood, this is a messianic declaration. This is how you welcome the Messiah. So what's going on here that Christian Zionists understand very well, Jesus is saying, you won't see my face again. Okay, so I'm coming back, but it's not going to happen until you, Jewish people in Jerusalem, make a messianic declaration recognizing that I am the one sent by the Father. I am the Messiah. I am the King of Kings. Mm-hmm. So that is a key tenet in Christian Zionism that I think is also good. And why do I say that? Not just because it's you know beneficial to the Jewish people. A lot of Jewish people would say it isn't beneficial. This is Christians imposing their own agenda on the Jews. I disagree. I think it's a scriptural promise in Ezekiel in Matthew, spoken by Jesus himself, spoken by so many of the prophets, that Israel's regathering needs to also lead to Israel's redemption by God himself. And we understand that the way he made for redemption is through belief in the Messiah and uh, trust that the blood sacrifice of the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, the Messiah Jesus, is our way to reconciliation with Mm -hmm. the Father. So that's the idea here that I think can can be emphasized is, Is Israel's regathering uh, and Jewish people in Israel a prerequisite to Jesus' second coming? Yes, but not only their regathering, their spiritual recognition of the Messiah.
1: Yeah, and I agree that that's good. I think where it can become bad is when, and we've talked about this before, is when people see the Jewish people as what you often say is a a pawn on the chessboard.
0: Right, exactly. So, uh, yeah, let's camp there for a minute. I think it's really important, you know, if— if you understood that great harm was going to come to your family, I'm speaking to our Christian listeners right now, something terrible was going to befall your family, and somebody came to you and said, yeah, but that's just going to happen so that something better can happen for everyone else, you would think, okay, perhaps there's some comfort in that for you, but that certainly doesn't make me feel better, and in a way, it alienates us one from another, doesn't it? Because you're you're declaring my pain and difficulty and misfortune to be just a stepping stone on the road to your ultimate benefit. And so I want to challenge our Christian listeners, recognizing that Israel's return to the land, and, you know, Christian Zionists fund Aliyah, which, which is the Hebrew word for going up to the land. It's the word for Jewish people living outside Israel moving to Israel and becoming citizens of the Jewish state. Uh, They fund Aliyah, you know, in the 90s, Christian Zionists were were renting entire cruise ships and picking up Ukrainian Jews from Odessa and Jews from, you know, St. Petersburg, Russia, and sailing them to the land of Israel. All of these things are good check the box. Fulfillment of Bible promises, check the box. But what's the ultimate motivation? And if the ultimate motivation is, yeah, 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 there's going to be a difficult time for the Jews once they get into the land, and we see, you know, that half of Jerusalem will be cut off before the return of Jesus, according to the scriptures, but it all leads to the return of the Lord. And that's what we really want. I want to challenge you, be careful, because while all of those things may be necessary in the providence of God before the return of the King of Kings, understand that that represents a season in the Old Testament and the New Testament alike of great trouble for the Jewish people. Mm -hmm. And so we need to be careful, like you said, not just to say that's a move on a chessboard. The misfortune, the difficulty, Mm -hmm. the the horrors that I see in the scriptures are still to come for Israelis, for Jewish people living in Israel, uh, also for people in the surrounding nations, in the days preceding the the return of Jesus, uh, shouldn't be ignored and shouldn't be brushed off as just a stepping stone on the road to to Jesus ruling and reigning. Right. Uh, and and also just consider how that message would come across to a Jewish person. So, while the things may be necessary, they're not to be uh, taken lightly.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. So the the third point I guess I I want us to talk about is uh, this. Definition. part of this definition says Christians should actively support a Jewish return to the land of Israel, Mm -hmm. along with the parallel idea that the Jews ought to be encouraged to become Christians as a means of fulfilling biblical prophecy. And before I worked at Jewish Voice Ezra, I probably would have been like, okay, Jews becoming Christians. eh, I I didn't know a a lot about it. Now that's like a a trigger phrase for me. Like, Uh, you know, a Jewish person, we're not trying to make them become a Christian, we're trying to introduce them to their already Jewish messiah.
0: Right, and super important point, right? You, You grabbed this off of Wikipedia, so however reliable or unreliable, somebody had enough authority and support to be able to say, I'm defining Christian Zionism, Right. okay? And this last part is problematic, I'm gonna say it's a little bit ugly. Why? Give me a minute. And this is the problem. Was this written, was this definition that Jews ought to be encouraged to become Christians as a means to fulfilling Bible prophecy? Was it written by a Christian who's totally a Christian Zionist? Maybe. Mm -hmm. Was it written by the Jewish community? Maybe. And both of those parties might agree this is the definition of Christian Zionism. Mm -hmm. Get the Jews back to the land. This is what has to happen before Jesus returns, and all of these people should become Christians. The Jewish community and the Christian community, by and large, would agree, yeah, that's Christian Zionism, but what's the problem here? The problem is what we talk about and challenge our listeners, Jewish or Gentile, to think about again, to reconsider, so often on this podcast, Carly, and it's this idea that Belief in Jesus, the Jewish Messiah, who came first for the lost sheep of the house of Israel, is not to convert away from Judaism to some other religious system that Jesus invented in 33 AD, and in his years of ministry before that, it's to embrace the Jewish Messiah as a fulfillment of Jewish identity and faith. So that's the issue here. So if the statement would have said on Wikipedia and the idea that Jews, Jewish people, ought to be encouraged to embrace Jesus the Messiah as their Messiah as a means of fulfilling Bible prophecy, I would say awesome. I would give a standing ovation to that. But it's not. And the language here is problematic on the Christian side because it reinforces an idea that Jewish people can't believe in Jesus and remain Jewish. That really what we're doing is inviting the Jewish people into our own new religious system, and if they don't come in, they're rejected. And on the Jewish side of the equation, this language that Jewish people ought to become Christians reinforces the idea that the agenda of the Christian side is to get Jewish people to abandon their Judaism. And that Christian Zionists are going to be really nice about doing it, you know, Bibi Netanyahu while he was still prime minister said evangelical Christians and I think if he would have been more specific he would have said and especially Christian Zionists are our greatest friends in the world mm-hmm. more than any other nation more than any other political system and what is he what is he highlighting these people understand somehow in their own faith that we belong in Israel and that it's eternally the Jewish state, that Jerusalem's eternally the Jewish capital, they're going to help us get Jewish people from the exile, from the nations back here, and that one day uh, in the days of Messiah, God will do something awesome. But the Jewish community can write off this whole Jews ought to become Christians as, ah, that's the Christians thinking, Jesus isn't for us. You see, they just have an agenda agenda to make more converts to their own religious system. So I want to challenge this language for the Christian audience and the Jewish audience and say, think again. Because subtly what this is saying is Jesus isn't for the Jews. And that the ultimate fulfillment of Christian Zionism is really that the Jewish people cease to exist in their own faith and join the Christians because the Christians are right. So it's problematic. It's even ugly. And I think, let's call it, right, the the show is called Good, Bad, and Ugly. I would call this bad. And where it becomes ugly, Carly, is that the issue of the gospel for Jewish people is so divisive or can be such a hot-button issue for the Christian and the Jewish communities that the answer in Christian Zionism that for me is really ugly has become, just don't talk about it at all. Uh Take this third point and lob it off. God will work it out. It
1: removes all the spiritual transformation.
0: Exactly. And you have more and more alliances, even the Pope making declarations. We're sorry for centuries of abuse from the church. We repent of that. We recognize that God has blessed the Jewish people. Awesome, awesome, awesome. But yet at the end of these big declarations is this idea, subtle or overt, that the Jewish people have their own way to reconciliation apart from being justified by the blood of a Messiah, the blood of a sacrificed lamb for our sins. Paul's very clear. There's no difference between Jew and Gentile in the sense that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In that, we're all in the same boat. And Acts says, there's no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. So if both of those things are true, then I want to challenge our audience. Maybe some of you identify as Christian Zionists, or maybe you're going, yeah, I I agree with the ideas. I see the biblical precedent that is it really blessing a Jewish person? Is it really supporting the destiny of the Jewish people to omit the factor of redemption through the Messiah and the need for forgiveness for sins? Uh, that that's fulfilled in Jesus? Is it really blessing a Jewish person to omit that from the equation and say, get the Jewish people back in the land of Israel. It's going to be really hard for them, but somehow God will work it out in the end. I don't see that in the scriptures. I don't see it. It's a convenient way to avoid the issue of, is Jesus for the Jewish people? Mm -hmm. So for our Christian audience and our Jewish audience, I want to say, think again, think again, If the Messiah is the way by which we must be saved, and Jesus fulfilled all that Moses and the prophets said would be the characteristics and the life and the ministry and the death and the resurrection of the Messiah then can we really afford to omit him from the equation as being for the Jewish people and not just for the church if Jews want to join the church?
1: Mm -hmm. I also think to those listening who maybe have never really thought about how Israel plays into their Christian faith or the Jewish people, you know, think about the importance of that. Study the Bible, what God says about Israel and the Jewish people, and the historical facts that we talked about to determine, you know, oh, do I agree with the, the good parts of what we're talking about?
0: Right. Yeah. So, in summary, we affirm, you know, the biblical basis for Christian Zionism. We affirm that it aligns in large part with God's promises. Uh, Christian Zionists are some of the most stalwart supporters of uh, blessing Jewish people in times of trouble, providing for practical needs in Jesus' name. Just, I want to encourage. I really want to challenge all of us. Don't omit the idea that the ultimate blessing of Israel is what what Jesus was talking about in Matthew 23, recognizing and welcoming the Messiah who is Yeshua, who is Jesus. Don't omit that from the equation. Is that going to make you a little less popular as a Christian Zionist in the Jewish community? Is it going to make you a little less understood in the evangelical community to say, I'm not asking Jewish people to convert to anything. I'm asking them to embrace their own Messiah, just like we were invited to be grafted into that tree whose root is Israel. (laughs) Yeah, Romans 11. I, uh, a little bit more difficult to understand, yeah, but biblically accurate and prepared for what lies ahead, I think so.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great challenge to our audience. Sure. Um, and, and for those listening, you know, we'll we'll have those verses in the show notes, so if you want to look at those yourself, uh, we would encourage you to do that. Um, at the beginning of this podcast, we mentioned that there's a chance for you to win our Lost Tribes coffee for free, so you can do that by entering... Um, Our monthly contest, you can enter by texting JG to 474747. You can also go to our website, ajuinagentildiscuss.org. If you want to hear more episodes of this podcast, you can check us out on any of the podcast apps. um, Watch us on YouTube. Uh, follow us on social media. Engage with us. We want to hear uh, what you have to say about what we're talking about. Ask any questions that you have, um, and we'll answer those on upcoming episodes. Thanks again so much for your support and for listening, and join us next week for another episode. The show is a production of Jewish Voice Ministries International.